chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. Good to have you with us tonight. Many of you know that I just had cataract surgery in this eye, and uh, I'm getting ready on Tuesday to have cataract surgery in my other eye. I've learned a lot about uh, cataracts because out of necessity I had to learn about cataracts, things I did not know before, because I was forced to learn about cataracts. Please listen very carefully. As it had been getting to the point that I wasn't able to see hardly anything anymore, uh, actually scaring people that drove with me, getting to the place. It scared me to drive at night and for a lot of different reasons. Why was surgery the only option for me? Listen very carefully. Number one, I was ignorant of cataracts and what they cause. Number two, I misdiagnosed myself and simply thought that my glasses were not strong enough for me to see, and that was the problem, were my glasses. Number three, I don't go to doctors. Okay, let's just put that under pride, okay? And number four, I kept telling myself, I can still see enough to get by. Sound familiar to anybody? What are cataracts? Listen very carefully. They are a cloudy area that begins to grow over the lens of your eye. Develops very, very slowly over years of time. Christian, listen to me. Here are the symptoms. Even bright colors begin to fade and turn kind of gray. You ever notice a lot of Christians anymore, they're living in the gray. What they see is a mixture of what used to be bright, obvious colors, and now they're all kind of gray. Things are blurry, cloudy, vision, can't quite see what is right, what is wrong. How far? What is the distance? A lot of Christians like that anymore. You got trouble looking at or being around bright lights. Maybe that's why they're not around fundamental Christians anymore. Bright lights, they really are. At night, it was like everybody had their brights on. What is wrong with those idiots? Turn your brights off. And I'd blink mine at them, and then their brights would come on, and I'm staring all over the neighbor's yard trying to figure out where I belong. You find out, though, many times people are doing the same thing in their Christian life. The bright lights, the real Christians, I mean the ones that are really shining, why does that bother your eyesight so much? Difficult seeing in the dark or at nighttime. A lot of Christians can't find their way through this dark world anymore. It's like they can't see in the dark. It's like something's wrong. Something's obscuring their vision. This is what was going on with me in my literal sight. Even at night, I'm staring. In the daytime, I'm staring, squinting. At nighttime, lights would come on. I couldn't see. Lights were becoming, I couldn't believe when Brother Usher told me. He said, you'll be surprised how white whites are now. So you ask me, how'd your, how, did, how did the surgery go? Fine. Why? Is there something wrong? And, uh, but that was supposed to be funny. But what he said was true. Watch very carefully. White was really white. And then I closed my now good eye, and there is a shade of 
gray or off-white. I couldn't believe it, that it was that obvious watch after one of my eyes got fixed. Now the other one's going to get fixed. I can see clearly. Never. Okay. <laughs> Turn to John chapter number. How do you know those songs? Shame on you. John chapter number three. Turn to John chapter number three. John chapter number three. Let's get back to spirituality. It's Matthew here. Got cataracts or something here. John chapter number three. Look at verse number 19. Verse number 19. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. And it tells you why. It's not just a natural thing. It said because their deeds were evil. So their deeds were evil, so they headed into darkness. Look at the next verse. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. You ever see somebody in a dark room or maybe you're outside and, and uh, you're just running around and somebody has a flashlight, especially the kind they have today, that's like those LED, uh, brighter than the sun type flashlights, you know what I'm talking about? And they look at you and they go like this. Hey, look what I got. You're going, oh, turn that off. Now, wait a minute. You're in the dark. You're having a hard time seeing. And yet when a bright light is turned on, it actually becomes offensive. You actually say, I saw it. look, get that out of my face. I don't want to see that. You ever had somebody tell you that as a Christian? Oh, you think you're really something, don't you? Oh, you go to church all of a sudden, so you're really a Christian. As if to say, turn it off. Turn it down. Get away from me. So look in verse number 20. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. It's not just ignoring. They hate it. Neither cometh to the light. Why not? Lest their deeds should be evil. They're now adjusting to darkness. And light is now become, light has become the offensive. Darkness has become the normal friend. Look at verse 21. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. That his deeds may be manifest, that's brought out in the open, made known, that they are wrought in God. So number one, what are cataracts? Well, it's kind of a, a film. Uh, you have this little lens behind your cornea, and on the outside there's this, there's this surface here that they, they just, by the way, it doesn't hurt. They don't stick needles in you. You'd be surprised how many weird stories I heard. Oh, you're going to let them cut your eyeball with a scalpel? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, they're going to stick a needle in your eye? It's amazing how people know all of this false truth. Right? They're going to tell you what a professional doctor is going to do. Now, they've never had it done, but they've been online, read lots of stories. So I dismissed all of that and went anyway. So what are cataracts? Cloudy areas over the lens of the eye that leads eventually to a decrease in vision, in sight. You follow me? Number two, what causes cataracts? And I found this very, very interesting. I was talking to a nurse there at the optometrist there at the VA, and I said, uh, why, why are you checking this and checking that? And she said, no, I said, what causes cataracts? Here's what she said. Watch this. This professional said many things that go wrong in your body affect your eyesight. I said, think about that. You ever muse on stuff like this? And I said, that's interesting. Like what? And she starts reading me a whole list from memory because that's all they do. They deal with people's eyesight. But she said, a lot of things that go wrong in your body affect your eyesight. 
it shows up in your eye that something is wrong other places in your body. Isn't that interesting? And this is what she had to say. It has an effect on the eyes and causes problems in our vision. What causes the cataracts? Inherited or received at birth? Some kids are born with cataracts. Cataracts. That'd be all you rich folks. Diabetes. Diabetes can cause you. No, he's talking about diabetes. Talking about cataracts. Yeah, cataracts. Okay, no wonder. Okay, now. Hypertension. Not hyperactive, but all you kids would have cataracts. Hypertension. It, puts, it starts having an effect on our eyes and on our vision. Smoking and alcohol. It has something to do with hyper something or another that dries out the eyes and starts causing and creating a film on your lens. I thought that was rather interesting. Ultraviolet light. Isn't that what you get tanned under? Huh, that's weird. Okay. Various types of radiation. Uh, we need to take more x-rays. It's like, no, no, no. Uh, that's what you need to do. But I'm just telling you, this is what she said, and I also looked it up. And, and for all you oldsters, age. Yeah, just age. So most of you have nothing to worry about. It's just age. Okay? <laughs> yeah, 31. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. You know why? The body just starts wearing so all these things are going on here. Turn to Romans chapter number 13 and verse number 12. Let me show you something here. Romans chapter 13 and verse number 12. What causes cataracts? Things that affect our body. Things that we allow in our lives start to affect us being able to see clearly. Now follow me now. I'm talking spiritually. I'm not actually talking about your eyeballs talking about Christians, the things that we allow start to affect our spiritual vision. Even nature itself teaches this. What God has built into the human body. Why do you think he said the, the light of the body is the eye? He is telling us spiritual things that we should be able to identify with if he talked about it. And he said there's a reason why people love darkness rather than light because of the evil that they're allowing in their life. It's affecting their vision. You follow me? Look in Romans chapter 13, verse number 12. The, the, the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the what? Works. Works. And what are they called? Of darkness. Let us put on the armor of what? Light. So we find out here works of darkness start to affect us in our Christian life. Folks, you cannot serve two masters at the same time, which if you go on down and read after our last couple of verses, that's what it says. When it talks about the light of the eye and how great is that darkness, the very next verse says you cannot serve two masters at the same time. You cannot serve the world and walk off into darkness and say, I'm still living in the light. You cannot do that. Turn to Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5, look down in verse number 8. Now, the Bible makes it very clear that before you got saved, you were in darkness. You could not see spiritual things. You did not understand what was going on. He said, no, there's nothing wrong with my eyes. I'm talking about spiritual. And here he says, for ye were sometimes darkness. Isn't that amazing? Past sinful dead life is referred to as living in darkness. You follow that? But now are ye light in the Lord? 
walk as children of light. You see, the things we allow in our life affects our vision. This is why, again, please listen to me. Churches and Christians that are heading closer to the world saying, I've got freedom, don't even see what they're doing in their own life. They are blinding themselves, and the more closer to the world they get, the farther away from light they get. You cannot live in the world and say, I'm living for Christ. It'll never work, never has worked. Go to Ephesians chapter 5, go down to verse number 11. And having no fellowship with the unfruitful, what's that word? Works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Darkness, people, there's something about darkness that the Bible said when you're living evil, you love it. And you hate the light. So the closer I get to doing evil and getting into darkness, I hate the light. Why? Because the light shows what I'm doing in the darkness. It manifests my works. And this is why, take it for what's worth, a lot of people cannot have a church like this and the way that I'm preaching tonight or preach a lot of messages because you go like, that's too harsh. Oh, you mean I shined a big light in your face and you don't like that anymore? This is really what happened. Look, I'm just a man. You, they, you argue with your boss. You argue with your wife. You argue with your kids. But all of a sudden, the preacher preaches something. You go, That's it. I don't want to hear that. Why? Because you're talking about light. What we allow our bodies to do will cause an eventual distortion of our spiritual vision. Eventually, it will. Like cataracts, it takes years for them to build up before you start going like this. I, I was blinking a lot. Okay, I was blinking a lot. I wasn't winking at you. I was blinking a lot, and I kept going. I kept thinking if I shake my head enough. You ever notice how people do that? Maybe, maybe there's something wrong inside here. I'll shake it like that and get the brains back where it needs to be. It's small. It just kind of rolls around there. And uh, I thought, man, if I do this enough and blink enough, well, I have multiple problems. You all know that, right? I have, um, I have, a, I have a stigmatism, a, a, a little one. I have floaters. still have them. Uh, I had cataracts, and I'm farsighted and nearsighted. It's amazing, I can read it all, right? And so when I bump in, you go, oh, I'm sorry, preacher. It wasn't you, it was me. So what happens here is this, what we allow our bodies to do, what we allow our bodies to do. You think that what you do in your body is separate from your spiritual life. It's not. They're connected. This is the temple of God. God dwells inside of you. The spirit does. Therefore, you're supposed to glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are the Lord's. And the more I walk in darkness, trust me, I am not glorifying God, who is light. And I don't want to be around him either because it exposes me for what I am. Go to 1 John chapter number 2. Way up by Revelation. 1 John chapter number 2. 1 John chapter number 2. Go down to verse number 11. 1 John chapter 2, verse number 11. You find it? If you have a King James Bible, it should read. Now, I used to read the Bible. My wife goes, honey, people want to think you're reading the King James Bible. Honestly, I don't just have a King James Bible. I read it. I just couldn't see it very well. Okay, that's, that's my excuse, and it proved out that was my problem. What's your problem? Uh-huh, it's just a gift for laughing at me. There you go. Now, look at 1 John chapter 2, verse number 11. But he that hateth his brother. Here we go, ready? Oh, it's not that I hate him. I just don't like him real well. He that hateth his brother, number one, is in darkness. Number two, walketh in darkness. And number three, knoweth not whither. He goeth. So there's three big problems here. He's in darkness. He's walking in darkness. 
He doesn't even know it. You know why? Because he's blind. He cannot see clearly. And then the Bible says this, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. When I walk in darkness, when I'm not obeying the Lord, am I on? Did I turn myself off? Did I turn myself on? Uh, I'm pretty excited about me. Uh, when you're over here, you look at these things and you think to yourself, I don't get it. What, what's going on? You're in darkness. When you're in darkness, you can't see the darkness. You're a part of it. And the Bible said what you have to do is get away from that and because the darkness hath blinded their eyes. The things we permit that are against God's word slowly begins to film up our Christian life. Do you know, uh, I'm told, that if you take one real, real light piece of cloth and just barely damp it and put it over your face, you can breathe. Not being so complex. And if you put two on there, you probably still breathe. Maybe six, eight, or ten, you can still breathe. But pretty soon, one after the other, that light piece of cloth multiplied will suffocate you. We're not talking about waterboarding. We're just talking about putting a piece of cloth on your face. The same thing with, with cataracts on your eyes. We start making excuses. Oh, I can't see that very well. Oh, no, there we go. It's okay. It's like we, we blink more and we shake our head a little bit, rub our eyes, that it's going to make it okay. So we're self-diagnosing that I'll fix this. I'll be okay after a time. Please understand here. Yet many keep walking in darkness. That's what he said right here. Right? I'm in darkness. I'm walking in darkness. Right? Isn't that what he said? And then he says this, and he said, uh, uh, knoweth, and they don't know it. I slowly kept walking toward darkness. Now I'm in darkness, and I'm walking in darkness, and I don't even know it. How is that possible? How is it possible for a person to end up walking in darkness and not even know it? Well, kind of like cataracts. It happens so little at a time. Just, you ready? Just so little at a time. You didn't even notice that, did you? And there I go, just a little at a time. It's just over years, and then pretty soon I'm out here making excuse on why I'm just as right as I used to be. The thing is, I'm in darkness, I'm walking in darkness, and I don't even know it. This is what the Bible's trying to teach us. And when she told me about cataracts, I thought, now that's interesting. That's interesting. You see, what happened was I kept straining. I kept staring at stuff. I kept trying my best and making excuses. Everybody would ask me, can you see that? I'd make excuses. Oh, yeah, it's just blurry right now. Preacher, are, are, you able to, are you okay to drive? That's what the staff would say all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm doing fine. Don't worry about it. And uh, off we'd go and have a great time. And they would all volunteer to drive. <laughs> Even Mike, who can't stay awake, he's a preacher. Said, just let me drive. I'll be fine. <laughs> but what was going on in my body was causing me not to be able to see. Example. When I was in there, the uh, ophthalmologist, uh, they have somebody that is learning. They are an ophthalmologist, but they're not that experienced. And so she's checking everything out. And when she gets done, she goes, well, it looks pretty good. And your eyesight has not changed that much. And I kept thinking, that can't be right. I can't see. I'm seeing less and less. And you're telling me my vision really hadn't changed that much. So the main uh, ophthalmologist came in. And said, well, how are we doing? And she showed her some pictures, you know, and they'll show you an eyeball with all that kind of stuff. And, and they're pointing at stuff. And, and uh, then they start whispering. Have you had any 
but I'm behind this, you know, the thing where they click, 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 click. But doesn't that confuse you? Is this better or is this better? Uh, is this better or this better? Uh, how about this? Is this better or that better? One or two? Uh, four, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> so they're doing all of this. And then I asked, I said, am I supposed to be guessing or should I tell you exactly what I see? Here's what they said. It didn't make any difference. So I'm sitting there, and the main person comes in and says, you're probably wondering what we're whispering about. I said, yes, matter of fact, it was. She goes, well, they didn't catch it at first, but off to the edge of your eyeball, there's a vein there that has an object or it has a, a particle in it. It's really small. Hardly didn't catch it at all. I said, what does that mean? Watch. Watch very carefully. She said... What normally causes, that's so small, we almost missed it altogether. But normally what causes an obstruction in the eye, in the veins in the eye, are you ready for this? Is a condition of the heart or the carotid arteries. They're blocked. I said, well, that's interesting. No, I said, well, that's interesting. And she said, it's so small, it's not even, but we would recommend that you get those things checked out. So it did. So their conclusion was, we're not really sure because it's so small. We almost even missed it. And, you know, they magnify everything. They said, we almost missed it, but it's there. What we would say is, keep an eye on it. Well, they checked out the, is it carotid arteries? That's the way you say it? No, not carotid. Uh, maybe they were carotid. Who knows? And somehow, watch, are you ready? This and this affects your eyes. Right? Isn't that interesting? I found that very interesting. So I'm listening to all this going on here, and they checked it all out, and nothing, I'm good, nothing wrong here, nothing wrong here, okay, because the night before, I took a pipe cleaner, cleaned it all out, we're good to go. There we go. Yeah, charge me all that money, something I can do for myself. There we go. So number three, what are some of the helps and corrective steps? Okay, I found out what was wrong. I found out what was going on. I misdiagnosed myself. I have to go through this. So what are some of the steps to correct all this? Ready? Diet. Now, I know some of you people don't. That's the last thing you want to hear. Oh, yeah, that's what everybody says. There's a reason why everybody says that. Diet. Not just heavy or skinny. Right foot. I don't want to hear it, Brother Weaver. Do not want to hear it. Don't you even bring that up to me. Because you're grinning. You never grin when I preach on anything except that. Now. Stop smoking, Brother Weaver. Uh, improve vision with stronger glasses. Now, here's what they said. So if I got stronger glasses, would that help? Here's what she said. Yes, but it won't stop what's going on. It'll continue to get worse. I thought I just needed stronger glasses. They said, you can get stronger glasses. That's why every year they kept saying, no, your vision is basically the same. And I thought, Somebody's really messed up. I'm talking about a bunch of quacks. I'm telling you, I can't see like I used to, and you're telling me, basically, my glasses do not need to increase at all. I thought, this can't be right. And so when I finally got the whole inspection, they said, here's your problem. Your vision hasn't really changed that much. The reason you have glare, the reason you see spots sometimes, and the reason that you can't focus is because you have cataracts. I never thought about that. So I was ignorant of that. So what happens here, not only that, improve bad vision with glasses. But they already said it's only going to get worse. It'll help you for a time. I mean, you can get them this thick if that's what you want. 
get a magnifying glass on top of that. But he said, that's not going to help your problem. You're not helping your problem. You're simply pushing it on down the road. Regular checkups with a professional. Now, that won't change your cataracts, but they can track it. Uh, it's getting worse. Uh, it's getting worse. It's growing over here now. And you have, so the only thing that's doing is helping you understand where you're at in a given situation. So what I'm saying is sometimes we just need a professional to tell us what we don't know or we refuse to acknowledge. Paul said, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? There's a lot of things we need to understand. Corrective surgery. That's what she said. She said, you know, you're, watch it, you're a candidate. Doesn't that sound good? Like I'm running for office. You're a candidate for cataract surgery. I said, oh, okay, well, let's do it. Oh, oh so, so this is what you want to do. You just told me. I got cataracts. They're not going to go away. It's only going to get worse. I'm a candidate for surgery. Let's do it. Okay. So that's what they told me that I needed to do. A more drastic measure to remove old filmy lens. <laughs> this is amazing when they told me this. We're going to take out this lens. We're going to cut your eyeball. Now here's what we say like this. Oh, preacher said that. I don't want to go through that. Most of it is hearsay and stuff you make up in your own mind. I was actually lying there on the table wondering what exactly they're going to do, and I felt myself getting tense. Well, actually, they had me laying down, had me back this way, and they said, are you comfortable? Yeah, doing great. <laughs> they put a, 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 a mat over your face like this, so you can't see out of this side. They've numbed your eyeball. I don't know if it moves. I couldn't feel anything. And then they're talking to you the whole time. So as you have one eye, you're looking at your bad one, and they got this bright light shining real close in your eye. So that's all you're seeing. If they took a needle that big and was coming, I would never see it. So what happened was, the guy's talking to me the whole time. So, Mr. Bell, you doing okay? Yeah. But I found myself tensing up. It's like sitting in a church service and you know something's wrong and you're trying to get through it and you're thinking to yourself, what time is it? Oh, my God. Is, this, is he going to keep hitting that same point all the time? I mean, something, somebody said he's going to stab us here before long. There's been rumors about this church forever. We are a cult. Do you know why? Because that's what somebody said. That settled it right there. Do you know when you get in here, we lock the doors so you can't get out? Every man for himself. You can't lock it. There's push bar. You can walk out anytime you want to. Woman one time said, my kids will never come back there because your church hates children. My wife at that time says, ma'am, you do know we run 10 buses and we bring in three or 400 children a week. You know what she said? Oh, I didn't know that. So she's going to run on hearsay other than going to a, if you were a professional, and getting the facts. This, I found myself on this table tensing up, and I thought to myself, what are you doing? Calm down. My wife said, honey, what if something goes wrong? I said, I will be blind in one eye. Glad God gave me two. Amen. Of course, Mike kept saying, hey, we'll call you Patch the Pirate number two. Or <laughs> I, I don't know how they do this, but they measure your lens and what it is you need. It's, it's an amazing thing. 
they measure the lens, your natural lens, and what it is you need. And they go by numbers like 19, 18, 17, and I'm, I'm 18 because I was like an 18-year-old. I don't know. I don't know what that means. And so they measure this, and then they cut the outside portion of your, you know, the part you rubbed. They cut that, lay it back. Now, here's what you're doing. Ooh, I didn't even know it. So all these stories you tell me, oh, I couldn't take a needle in my eye. They could have stabbed me three times. I never felt a thing. So they lay that back and they reach inside and pull that lens that is covered with this film, pull it completely out. Now, my greatest fear would be what if the electric goes off? Whoops. Got a scar running down the side of my face. Yeah. God's got my back. Not my back was the problem. It's my eyes. So when they were done, and watch this. Okay, Mr. Bell, we're getting ready to put in your new lens. Five minutes. Five minutes. All of these years, my sight was slowly going bad. I misdiagnosed. I was ignorant of what cataracts were. I was diagnosing myself. I was doing all these other things for a surgery that could correct it all in less than five minutes. From the time you got on that table, the time you got five, six minutes, you're done. And they'll ask you, that wasn't so bad, was it? I should have screamed and yelled, ah, I'm scared, you know, but I didn't do that. So we come to find out here, what are some of the corrective steps? And they tell you these things. Things were more out of focus than I thought. When I got home, they put this cup over your eye. Now, it's not, it's not, doesn't block everything out. I don't know what they gave you, but it didn't block everything out. But it was um, uh, kind of obscured, you know. And they tape it to your face like that. And uh, so I opened my, and the light that came in from the side almost blinded me. Do you know why? I wasn't used to it. I was not used to real, natural light. I had gotten used to gray yellowish light to me that was natural light I wasn't aware things were more out of focus than I realized I didn't know that I didn't know I don't care if you have ways or you follow Google Maps or whatever the case is it'll tell you to turn at Fall Street I couldn't read the sign I don't care how much help it was I could not see the sign I would tell my wife going down the freeway see that great big sign I can tell it's a great big sign I'll tell you when I can read it right now Get off on 70 back there. Up oh, too late, you know. No, the preacher tells you where to turn. It's too late, wasn't it? You say, I'll be able to see it when I get there. But you didn't. Things are going wrong. You see, it happened so slowly over time. What I thought was clear, good color was actually dull. It wasn't good color. I thought it was good color, but it wasn't good color. Street signs were blurry. You won't believe this, but those of you who sat in church service know. I would like to have done this. I was having a real tough time reading. I actually went from my regular Bible, which I just got, put in all of my notes, wrote the whole thing out, and I kept thinking, boy, I made it smaller than they used to, didn't I? That's like you guys that are gaining weight saying your wife keeps shrinking your purse. Uh, you're kind of gaining weight there, pal. I was having a tough time reading. 
and I, I didn't know what to blame. I thought, man, I need a new set of glasses, and I can't see a thing. I did not know what cataracts were. Are you listening to me? You keep judging yourself and not judging well sometimes. You keep saying it's got to be this, but it's not that at all. If you'd simply allow, if you would, a specialist, someone who knows, not your best friend, Oh, the preacher's going to stick a needle in your eye. No, the preacher's not going to stick a needle in your eye. Quit listening to people that don't know what they're talking about. So what happened is simply this. The Bible was getting real fuzzy for me. There's a lot of people in darkness say the Bible's real fuzzy. That doesn't mean that. I know it looks like that, but it doesn't look like that at all. That's not really what's going on here. you got to read between the lines. A lot of Christians do that with their Bible, you know. And that's what was happening to me. I could not see the words in the Bible. Do you know 20 million people in the world are blind because of cataracts? Totally blind. Cannot see anything anymore. 20 million people. I wonder how many Christians have been blinded to the truth. Not because this is so hard to understand, but this is hard to understand when you cannot see it the way God intended you to see it. We become a little out of focus, if you would. In the U.S., cataracts occur 68% of the time for those over 80. I figure over 80, you're gone anyway. They said, no. So the longer, you know what they're saying? The longer you spend in this world, the worse your eyes are going to get. Christian, the longer you're in this world, you better take care of your vision. Because the more you keep walking in there all the time, allowing things to happen, allowing, and you keep making excuses, I can still see. I, I can still see. Now, preacher, I, I know you said that this morning, but see, I, I really don't. Oh, diagnosing yourself, are you? Is that what you're doing? Then why do you need me? Oh, I get it. As long as we agree, we're good friends. You'll listen to me. Then I can't help you, can I? Because you already know everything. Are you listening to me? I'm actually sitting in there asking questions like I'm matching wits with them. I couldn't. I didn't even know half of what they were talking about most of the time. You see, God designed our eyes to make it. This is amazing. God designed, look up here. God designed your eyes to adjust to light and to darkness. Isn't that amazing? You go outside and they whoop, right? So not so much light comes in. At night, they widen so you can see. Mine wasn't reacting like that. In the darkness, I couldn't see very well. In the light, I couldn't see very well. My eyes were not adjusting because the lens, like on a camera, where it should be making the adjustments for depth of perception and color and all this, mine wasn't doing that. By the way, your eyeball is much more advanced than any camera that's ever been designed. So what happens here is simply this. The only, only by going, only by going, see, what happens is I was getting used to Obscure. I was getting used to gray. And I was telling everybody, yeah, it's blue. But the blue they were seeing versus the blue I was seeing was not the same. The sign they were reading and the sign I was trying to reading, it was the same sign. But I would read it and go, what is that? It starts with an H and they go, that's hey. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, see what I'm doing? I'm making excuse for my vision. And it wasn't getting any better. Christians do this all the time. The only by going to a professional, a professional ophthalmologist, and having regular checkups can they tell you your eyesight's starting to fade. 
See, until I went in there for about three or four years in a the row, they said, you want us to dilate uh, your eye and see what's going on? No, nah, I'm sure I'm okay. Still making excuse. Finally, I said, look, something's wrong. Because for the past three or four years, I keep telling them my eyesight's getting worse. But And you're telling me no. They tell me no. Okay, well, let's look at it. I said, go ahead, do everything you want to do. And that's when they found out. You have cataracts. Okay, so what is that exactly? Oh, now I want to learn. See, I'm forced to learn now. I have to learn something now. So what happens is, but at first, the person must be honest. Must be honest and admit, I do not see like I used to. Christian, I do not see like I used to. I don't see like I used to. I used to be able to say, that's wrong, that's right. It's like, oh, so you don't see like you used to. Go to Matthew chapter number 6, and let's close this out. Matthew chapter number 6. And then we'll try to close out here. Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6, verse 22. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, if, therefore, thine eye be single, it's concentrating and looking at one thing, and this particular thing, it will be the light. Thy whole body shall be filled with light. Your eye cannot take in absolute darkness and absolute light at the same time. It's one or the other. So the Bible simply saying here, if you, the, light, the light of the body is the eye, if, therefore, thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil... The whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light of the body, uh, the light that is in thee be darkness, here's the question. How bad are my cataracts? Because I couldn't even tell anymore. I, I didn't really know what good vision was anymore. It was getting that bad. And everybody was kind of making an excuse for the old preacher, right? That's what we say. Uh, that's what happens to old people. Well, that's true. But it didn't mean I didn't want to see. So you've been at it a long time and you just kind of make excuse for mediocre living. Is that, is that what it is? I mean, that's what happens to people who have been a Christian for a long time, right? He said here, if therefore the light, uh, if the light that's in you is darkness, question, how bad's it getting? bad is it getting? I, I didn't know. I had to have somebody else explain it to me and tell me, here's how bad it is. You are actually a candidate for cataract surgery. Wow. I thought I just needed another pair of glasses. Why was now surgery my only option? Number one, I was ignorant of what cataracts were. Number two, I misdiagnosed by diagnosing myself that I did not need cataract surgery. I just needed another pair of glasses. I was wrong. I could have got another pair, and they would have given them to me. Can you make these stronger? I'm having trouble. And they would have done it. I don't think they should have, but they would have done it. Number three, 
I don't hardly ever go to the doctor. Haven't been to the doctor a couple times in my entire life, and that's true. I really haven't. And really, somebody be messing with your eyes? Isn't that spooky? I mean, it's like, no, no, I think I'd rather be blind. I don't think so. You're making stuff up now. You think you're doing okay and don't even realize. You're not seeing real colors anymore. Everything's kind of a, becoming a gray. Yeah? The Bible says white or dark, light or darkness, not gray. Not lukewarm, hot or cold, one side or the other. No fence straddling, right? It's what the Bible teaches. Come find out we don't hardly, uh, I don't hardly ever go, and then I can still see well enough to get along. There's a lot of Christians there. No, we're not that bad. Come on. Hey, preacher. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. Everything's fine. I just, at times, I just have to concentrate a little more. Really? You sure it's nothing more than that? You sure it's nothing more than that? If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? I asked them about my, I'm not sure what 2020 means. You know, they make up numbers. Like uh, blood pressure used to be 120 over 80. Somebody wrote a paper. Now all of a sudden hundreds of thousands of people have high blood pressure because they uh, used to be 140 over 80. Now they said it's 120 over 80. And they go like this, ooh, you have blood pressure problems. Not until you wrote that paper, I didn't. say, you're at a two. And I thought, what's that mean? That's good. What does the two mean? I mean, does it go clip to a thousand and you're at two? Or does it only go to three and you're at two? I don't know. And don't act like you know either. And so you're trying to figure all this stuff out. And they told me, I said, so what will be my vision? Your distance vision, because your reading vision isn't that bad. You'll need glasses for that. But we don't know how much. But you should be able to see. You ready for this? since that's happened. You know, isn't refreshing when you really get right with God and you look down and go, got that fixed. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, that's as plain as the nose on your face. I know what color that is. You're not kidding me, none. You're right, preacher. I can see it now. But see, what happens is we're in darkness, we're walking in darkness, and we don't even know it. What a shame. So I went to a professional. And I told them what I thought I needed. I think what I need is a new pair of glasses. I don't know what's going on, but somebody's not reading something right. I need glasses. Ah, uh, we'll check. That's why they don't listen to you. I told them what I needed, and they won't listen to me. If it were me, I'd tell you, ah, don't worry about it. You're good. Go ahead and make it. But they don't do that because they care. Well, we'll check it out, and we'll see. We'll dilate your eye. We'll look inside there. I was hoping they'd find something. And we'll tell you what's going on. I said, okay, have at it. Sure enough, it was never going to get any better. So all of you that prayed for me and worried about me, like your family does you, like your mom and dad does you, and you keep defending that you can see clearly and nothing's wrong, 
and you hear preaching and you set up real straight and open your eyes, girls are famous for that. I preach it. Uh, and you try to fake everybody out. I wasn't faking anybody out but myself. I could not see. Now, I can see everything. So I'm kind of anxious to find out what's going to go on. So they're going to do the same thing to this eye. Take a big needle and jab it in my eye. Take my eyeball out, wash it off real good. Spray it with a hose and make sure all that stuff's out. Of, oh, boy, I tell you, oh, preacher, you don't want to go through all of that. This is what people, if you would, say about fundamental Baptist churches and preachers like me. <laughs> you have no idea what that guy will do when you go over there. They don't either. Never even been here. Unless you've had cataract surgery, other than reading, do you know what they really do and why? No, but we'll tell other people. How many people give advice about eye surgery and don't even know what they're talking about and the person goes away going, well, I guess I'm like everybody else. No, you're not like everybody else. You're in darkness, walking in darkness, and don't even realize it. Let someone who knows something about the Bible tell you. No, that's not really the way it works. Oh, okay. Then I need some help. You have to be honest about it. And who knows? You get really right with God, maybe you'll actually be able to see what's going on in you and around you. Father, thank you for the Bible.